Hello. Hello, how's it going? That was close, I nearly had you on video call there. Is that right? Oh, they wouldn't want that. No, you certainly didn't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is somebody shouting in the background there? No, it's my wife that's sneezing very loudly in another room. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That shows you the amount of dust and sawdust in a room that's down the stairs and there. <laughs> so there you go, that's all there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Did you do that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And the stadium erupts in red, white, and blue. You've never seen anything like it. Let's go. Manchester, place yourself. Rangers are coming. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next season of the iReady podcast. Yes, season. We've been going at it now. This is our tenth year of doing this. Unbelievable! I just can't believe how how, how we've lasted this long, Dave. I can't believe I'm still speaking to you. <laughs> you sound like my wife, Derek. <laughs> how are you doing, anyway, Dave? And since I, I, I last spoke, I'm very well, Derek. I've been away surprisingly. Oh, I've been away on holiday, eh? Derek. Uh, but no, back to the grind. Looking forward to the season, which is which we've just spoke about before we started recording is uh, coming around very, very quickly. Yes, I can't believe that it's been... We've obviously had a few friendly games which we'll cover, but it's been coming up eight weeks since our last competitive game, and it doesn't feel like that. It's just flew by. No, definitely, Derek. But like I say, we're ready to go. We've got a lot to talk about, haven't we? Uh, and I can't wait for the season to start. Yes. So there's a few changes going to be happening on the pod. I Ready Towers is moving slightly. I am getting moved closer to the, the garage now because we're moving it downstairs so that's going to be in the next couple of weeks I'll be moving all that Dave weirdly is going to be taking a a more active role in, in covering the games as well he is going to be doing less work in a way as well though because he's dropping the classic match because I think it's run its course Dave hasn't it I think after 10 years Derek it was great covering some of the marquee matches it was really for, for me great looking back I've been finding myself going back and looking at more sort of routine matches from uh, day, days gone past so I think uh, you know I'm sure in a couple of years time Derek with the European exploits the last few seasons I'll be happy to go back and, and cover them but uh, I will be taking a more active role in the actual matches that we will be playing coming up in the next uh, few weeks and months. Yeah, so more dulcet tones from Dave in that exactly. respect. Yep. You know, if, if Europe doesn't go to plan this year, we might just end up doing the classic match and covering last year's games anyway. Exactly, Derek, <laughs> yes. Yes, and bigger news from my point of view, which I don't know how much it's going to impact the pod, is my wife is pregnant, so I've got a new wee one coming along at the end of end of this calendar year, so I don't know how much I will get to see football from, from then yep. on, but we'll try and keep the pod going as best as we can. Yep, congratulations again, mate, and I'm sure all the listeners will be wishing you exactly the same. Yeah, I'm not going to turn around to tell you that things are going to be easier because they're not. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure you'll love every minute of it, regardless. So, well, well done, mate. Congratulations. 
Cheers, Dave. You used to be trying to be nice as well, eh? <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> so, we may as well crack on and go down the tunnel and onto the pitch. Yes, I got it right the first time. Well, well done, yep. Yeah, it's only taken 10 years. <laughs> So, we've got a lot to talk about because we may as well start at the transfers, Dave. It's been uh, extremely active. It really has been, Derek. We, you know, we were going a few weeks. The Twitter was going mad because there had been absolutely no movement whatsoever. All the Rangers' dads were on venting their anger uh, for the lack of activity. And then all of a sudden, the last few weeks, it's been absolutely constant, hasn't it, Derek? Yeah, I mean, I think this is where Rangers' Twitter needs to calm down a wee bit because... Ross Wilson was getting called every name under the sun about the lack of transfer activity. And he says, oh, this is the, this is why we got put out of the Champions League last year. And look what's happened. You know, good things come to those who wait. Yeah, definitely, Derek. Yep. So we really probably better start at the outgoings first because that's really what sparked this whole transfer activity. Some yeah. outstanding bit of business as well. Disappointed to see some of them leave, but you, you've got to be delighted with what, what's happened, transpired anyway. However... Outgoings with Cedric Itton, he went to BSC Young Boys for an undisclosed fee. That was, I think it's been now disclosed as about £1.5 million. A rather strange one, I thought Liam Balligan got released at the end of his contract. Disappointed to see him go, Dave. Yeah, and I, you know, Derek, I, I get the feeling that if there was a contract offered, they would have stayed. So, and, you know, a steady defender for us, Derek, wasn't he? You know, he played some key games for us. Some excellent performances. So I like yourself a wee bit, uh, a wee bit puzzled with that one. Yeah, I think maybe his age was maybe playing a part into that as well. But you know, certainly what we've got in in, in place of him is is maybe justified. Well, yeah. Then, yep. Uh, Andy Firth went to Connor's Key Nomads. Yeah, it was just Andy's contract as well. Yep. Lewis Mayo went on went on loan to Kilmarnock. Jake Hasty is another one. He went out to Hartlepool United. Uh, that was for an undisclosed fee. Disappointed as well because he came, you know, setting the world alight at Motherwell. Yeah. It really just never worked out for him no, here. No, didn't no. And the first of the big ones, Joe Aribo went to Southampton for an undisclosed fee. So he apparently had a £10 million release fee clause in his contract. I don't think we got the full £10 million up front, but I think from what I understand, it, we got something like, was it £6 million up front, and then the rest was made on add-ons and a 10% clause as well. So really can't be disappointed with that. Disappointed because he's a big player for us, Derek. Uh, you know, we've got to remember how much we actually paid for him. But a player that we will, you, you know, the man that scored in the final, you know, and had some absolutely fantastic performances for us when we won the league, uh, scored a lot of important goals for us. So really sorry to see Big Joe go. Uh, but we knew it was going to happen at some stage, a, a premiership club. And as you say, Derek, quite quite a good fee for him as well. So we wish him all the best. Absolutely. Kai Kennedy went out on loan to Falkirk. Josh McPake went out on loan to Queen's Park. And the massive one here, again, really disappointed to see him leaving, but we wish him all the best. And we really can't argue with what we got because Calvin Bassey went to Ajax for a fee of around £19.6 million, plus add-ons, plus uh, a sell-on clause as well. Absolutely incredible bit of business. 
Now, Derek, are you sure it's 19 million? Because there's all these Celtic <laughs> fans on saying that we only got about six million pounds for them. Oh. So, yeah, are you quite sure about that? I'm, I'm 100% positive because <laughs> I accepted it themselves, you know. Yes, they did, yeah. As you say, Derek, yeah, the, the second half of last season, the man was absolutely immense, especially in Europe. That final, he was the best player on the park. So, a colossus for us last season. Uh, as you say, sorry to see the guy go, but you get an op- op- opportunity like that to go. He's, he's away at an absolutely massive club, and we get a huge fee for basically a guy, Derek, who was our second choice left back at the start of you know the the, the season or the, the like last season as well. So it's an absolutely fantastic piece of business. It gets money in the in the bank. It helps us strengthen the team, and again. Another young man who absolutely praised the club and the fans and he'll be welcome back any time and we really do wish him all the best in the future. I'm sure he'll go and smash it. Shoulders back, smash it. Regardless, and you'll find he'll be playing in the Premiership for one of the big guns soon and he'll go for an astronomical amount of money. But as you say, we've got a good add-on for him, so whatever money he does go for, we're still going to be making it out of it. So, great piece of business by the club. Yes, I mean... I think that ended up being second or third highest transfer Ajax have ever paid, and it's certainly the highest transfer fee they've paid for a defender. So that shows you what what they see in him as well. They're paying for his potential. And kind of going on last season, when you really look at it, we only got six months out of him. If, yes. if you really want to see that, yep. we only got six months out of him. Yes, he was a good bit part player from the previous, you know, the previous time we had him. But you know, that six month is when he really yep. showed what he was exactly. like, especially yep. in that final. And there's two players we paid just over a, a half a million pound between Aribo and Bassey. And now we've made nearly £40 million off them. That is something just, that is a piece of business that is, is worldly. And again, add on the money that we got for Patterson as well, Derek. Yes. Uh, you know, for another guy who, you know, played about six, six or seven games, really, for the first team, quite a lot of subs appearances. So that is just incredible piece of business that we're getting that amount of money for our players. It shows us how far we've come and the level that, that we're playing at now, Derek. So... Good to see, and uh, like I said, nothing but the best for for, for these guys that, that that have went. So, in that respect, it's fueled the the transfer activity because it's been nothing short of relentless the last last couple of weeks. Obviously, we had already known about John Souter coming in on a free transfer from Hearts. So, certainly, if he can stay injury free, he'll be a good yep. signing. Fantastic signing, I think, Derek. Yep. Yep. And then we signed Antonio Cholak from Pauk Salonica. That was for £1.8 million. That's, he's a, a striker. Tom Lawrence from Derby County. That was on a free transfer because his contract had run out, I think, as well. Rabi Matondo from Schalke. That's £2.5 million. Malik Tillman from Bayern Munich. That's a, a season-long loan with the exclusive option to buy at the end of that. Ben Davies from Liverpool. That's a £3 million signing. And then today's signing is Ridvan Yilmaz from Besiktas and that's a £3.4 million signing so preface this with every signing it doesn't matter who you are we've just seen last year a world class player is always going to be a risk 
So every player is going to be a risk, but what is different about this season is maybe we've not heard a lot about them, but they certainly came with a pedigree with a lot of teams after them, a lot of EPL teams after these players, a lot of European teams after them, but we've identified positions that were needing strengthening in and we went out and got these players. That is the big difference this year, rather than just saying, no, we're just going to sign somebody who comes up, as we've done in the last couple of seasons, I think. I'm excited about this. Definitely, Derek. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that I know uh, anything about the vast majority. We know about Cholak because he played against us uh, when we played Malmo and got knocked out of the Champions League. He was outstanding against us. Uh, and really, the, the only player I well, we, we certainly know of, Ben Davis, because he's been playing down south and signed for Liverpool. But unfortunately for him, they didn't get any game time for Liverpool. But he's been out on loan in the Championship, played absolutely fantastic. But the one that, that I had heard of that I knew we were getting a really, really good player, Derek, was Tom Lawrence, that Derby captain. And uh, a guy who, you know, in any time I watched any games on Sky, was always the guy that was going for shots outside the box every single opportunity he got. So when we signed him, I thought to myself, here, we're actually going to get somebody that's going to attempt to shoot at goal. And we'll get into the, the games, uh, the, the pre-season games soon. But he, he's certainly not... Uh, disappointed. The rest of the players, Derek, are all coming with reputations. Matondo playing in the the Bundesliga and of course Tillman, he's played in the Champions League for Bayern Munich as well. So, you know, these are guys really, really looking forward to see what these guys can do, Derek. And exactly like what you said, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has went out to strengthen areas of the field that he, you know, to go into his system, areas of the field that he thinks that we, we needed to strengthen and Think things at this moment in time, Derek, are looking excellent, and I'm, you know we keep saying it, but I'm really, really looking forward to the season start so we can actually get a really good look at these guys. Yes, another couple of signings for the academy as well. Now, Dave, some of these names are like see the the generated players you get in Football Manager. Some of their <laughs> names are like that, <laughs> but they're all fifth, age between fifteen and seventeen. Some yeah. of them come with a pedigree. We've went slightly different because we've went for the best of what we can get in our own leagues and in the English leagues it seems yes. as well. So they've got Cameron Cooper, Suleiman Mandy, Mason Munn, Paul Nisso, I think that's how you pronounce it, Kieran Wilcox, Bailey Rice, Archie Stevens, Cameron Bell, Zach Lovelace, who was a 16-year-old yeah. for Millwall, made first-team yep. appearances there, comes yep. with a good good reputation. Connor Young and my favourite of the names, Lancelot Pollard. What a name, Derek. That's a, that's a superstar if ever I've heard one there. Exactly. Fantastic name. Who the fuck's called Lancelot these days? <laughs> but, you know, I hope the guy does brilliant anyway. Superb. Another, another thing, though, as well, is we managed to extend contracts of a couple of players. So Steve Davis and Alan McGregor extended. Now, I can understand the, the Steve Davis one. You need to have the, the kind of experience in there. Yeah. As long as he's not... I mean, certainly you've seen last year, he, he wasn't starting games. He was coming on halfway through games when they were already done or if we were needing a wee bit of dig out in midfield. McGregor, I really can't understand that. I really hope, and I, th- I think what I'm going to say mirrors pretty much every single Rangers fan out there is they hope he's not number one because I think that's a kick in the teeth to McLaughlin for a start. But I think what we've seen is... McGregor is as much as he can pull out the world deal. Shot stops. There's a certain things he can't do, like come for cross balls, come out of he, come out of his area and chase the ball, things like that. I think we've seen that in the difference between when McLaughlin was in, he was actually coming for the ball, he was yeah. catching cross balls. McGregor wasn't doing that. 
Yep. No, I think the vast majority of us were surprised at that one, Derek. I'm seeing it as that McGregor is going to be stepping back and being the deputy for McLaughlin. I certainly hope so, and that's no any slight on what Alan McGregor has done for us over the years, definitely not. But exactly like what you said, Derek, he's getting to the tight time in his career where you know things are starting to go a lot slower, uh, and McLaughlin has been a, an able deputy to him for the last few years so really hoping that he gets his chance now but we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what do we know Derek? Why well, exactly <laughs> the next one here and I know both of us have criticised him before but I think it's maybe past the point of that now Tavernier has signed on till 2026 so that'll be him at the, the club for over 10 years he's due a testimonial when's the last yeah. time that's ever happened incredible exactly quite quite incredible Derek we have we have given him his fair share of criticism o- over the years but I think both of us over the last two seasons have been getting you know pra- praising him uh, praising him to the heavens because he's had arguably his best two seasons in a Rangers shirt the last two, two seasons so uh, he's going to be signing a new contract I think we all know how much the club means to him I think it was a, a no, no-brainer for him so uh, here's hoping that he keeps on improving and uh, going out and you know, playing really well for us, but uh, you know he's, he's certainly been a, a great player for us. He, even in the last two two seasons, he's been excellent. Yes, absolutely. And the one that came out today as well, and pretty exciting news as well, is that Gio is hopeful that Morelos is going to be signing a new contract as well. So certainly he's got more than enough time left in his career if he wants to make another couple of years here. He's still got a couple of big signings out of him in his career, so uh, he seems to be settled here. He enjoys playing here. Certainly he's going to be out till September, at least by the sound of it as well. Um so I'm not, not going to say he owes us anything, but it would be great to see if if he does sign. Um, controversial opinion from myself here, but I almost think sometimes as a team, we play better without him. And I know, Dave, you're a big fan and I'm a big yep. fan. He's cut all of his shit out of his game as well. Yep. But I think certainly from what we've seen last year, we do play rather one system when he's in the team. Is it going to be a case of we've signed the new players regardless if he's going to sign anyway we've got enough firepower up front to play two he's just going to need to get used to that maybe two up front I, I don't think we will be Derek I think that Gio is setting the team out for two wingers I think he's going to have Matondo one side Kent on the other uh, and obviously I think that uh, Alfredo if he's fit is going to be the main striker with Cholak uh, coming in for, for, for a lot, a lot of games uh, you know especially cup games coming on if you know if we're if we're to- toiling in matches and stuff like that I think the big difference that we're going to see this year is from the midfield I think there's going to be a lot of goals scored from midfield Derek I love the man there's no uh, you know, there's no secret I've got going about him all, all the time I understand what you're saying that we kind of rely a wee bit too much on him when he's playing but when he is on his game he's unstoppable and I get a wee sneaky suspicion that he's desperate to play in the Champions League with Rangers Derek since he's our all-time top European goal scorer he's wanting to try and prove himself in the Champions League and you know Fingers crossed he'll get the chance to do it this season. He's also, you know, wife and child, maybe settled here as well. You know, we we, we don't know the, the, the personal details, but I, for one, will be dancing on the ceiling if he signs a new contract because I just think he's fantastic. So we'll wait and see what happens with that one. Fingers crossed that he does. Oh, what a feeling. Um, 
desperate for you to add that when you're doing the editing, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the one player that you've that you've not mentioned that's left, which is maybe quite an eye opener on loan, was our other Colombian who has went out on loan to Falkirk with Kai Kennedy. Oh yeah, Juan Alegre. Yeah, I, I find it kind of a strange one. It's a bit annoying as well because we seem to be getting good players in. They play well in the B team and then we're farming them out and loan. And I can understand the point of it from a view of getting them up to speed and up to a level where they're going to be playing regularly against a, a bigger opposition. But I would like to see them kind of try to bleed through to the first team. And we are seeing obviously a few breaking into the first team, but it's, I, I, I don't know, it's one of these things, I suppose, in football, isn't it? I think with him especially, Derek, the, the route that he's came into professional football was very similar to Alfredo's. You know, he went from Colombia over to Finland, broke into the first team. And I think we thought we were maybe getting a, another, I'll not say another player like Alfredo, because I, I think he's, uh, you know, a, sort of, I don't think he's a, an out-and-out out striker, the guy, but I think we thought they were maybe going to get a player in the same t- type of mould as him, you know, the, the, the background. Unfortunately, it's not worked out for him. He went out on loan to Partick Thistle. I don't think he'd done much there. But certainly, the you know, for everything we've heard about him, the talent's definitely there. He's maybe just needing to go to an, a, another club and, you know, see see how it goes. So he's uh, down the road at Falkirk along with Kai Kennedy, who's another player who's got, we've been hearing a lot about that that guy. So I think Falkirk have maybe got, got, uh, got themselves two quality players from us. And I just hope the two of them do well. Yep. So that leads us now going into the pre-season friendly game. So Dave, I don't know how much you've watched of these. I've only seen a couple of the games, but we'll yep. we'll talk yep. about them anyway. Mm-hmm. The first one was Saturday the 9th of July. It was in Portugal versus Sutherland. It was nil nil at half time <laughs> and that's where the game ended because there was a power cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I never <laughs> no. I never watched the, the, the half. From what I well, hear, we weren't that good. No, but, um, and, and, and we, we were actually getting beat, Derek. It was 1-0 at Sunderland. Oh, was it 1-0 at Sunderland? Oh, well. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take it at 0-0 then because it was abandoned. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't really comment on, on, on that one, Derek. I think it was a, a, a wee bit of a farce there. So uh, we had to wait till there were, you know, the next games coming up before we could assess any of the new players. Yeah, I think I think people who actually did watch the game had a bit of an issue as well, even watching the game because Premier Sports, who were covering the the runner Rangers friendlies, their power went out as well. I think so. Yep. Signal was lost, so people never even got to see that. Then I meant to say before that though, we did have a bounce game against Partick Thistle, and we run out three two winners there. That was just at the Rangers training centre where Lundstrom, Sakala, and McPake scored. Yep. So we run out for players there. Yep. The next game, Dave, it's one. Of your favourites was against Blackpool and it was on Saturday the 16th of July it was in Blackpool and we were on out 2-1 winners I didn't see the game Dave did you? Yes I got. I watched the game Derek quite disappointing for me because that was the game this time last year uh, I travelled down to Blackpool hoping we were going to play them and I obviously got called off because of Blackpool having Covid so this was that rearranged fixture Derek that we played there and an absolutely fantastic turnout for the Rangers support down in Blackpool absolutely tremendous stuff everybody looked as if they had a great time and you know Derek it was their first I mean pre-season match a wee bit rusty but the main thing was that we came out sort of two two one winners we were in two, two nil at one stage Blackpool scored right at the end so maybe 
you know, the 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 scoreline uh, flattered Blackpool a wee bit because we were certainly uh, certainly the better team. Okay. Next game was Tuesday the 19th of July. It was at Ibrox versus West Ham and we ran out 3-1 winners. Very, very good performance with Tom Lawrence scoring the 48th, Ryan Kent on the 49th, Rabi Matondo on the 58th before West Ham pulled a goal back shortly after. It was a great run out from all the players. It was nil nil yep. at half time, and then we made a thing. Yep. Was it a triple sub, and that's when Tom it Lawrence was. came on, and he ran ran the show for about ten Absolutely minutes, didn't brilliant. he? Derek, I was lucky. I managed to get a ticket at the last minute for me and my son, so we were there sitting in the Copeland Road, uh, quite near the front. So we managed to get a great view uh, of all three goals. First half, pretty stuffy. There wasn't much going on by both teams, but the, the substitution certainly worked. And like I said about Tom Lawrence, Derek, what a debut to make, to come, you know, to play and within 13 minutes score and set up the other two. I mean, you, you can't ask for much better than that. Really impressed with the guy, really impressed with Matondo. And another player that was really impressive when he came on, Derek, was James Sands. I thought he had an excellent game. So against West Ham, who had their first team playing, Let's let's be honest. It wasn't a weakened team. It was an excellent performance, the second half, and an excellent result. And uh, you know, the, the every Rangers fan that left that day were you know f- feeling really really hopeful for the games coming up. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with the pre seasons is I've seen people do their dinger. I know we lost, we lost, we never played well. Pre-seasons have never been about, you know, the result. It's always been about getting minutes and legs, trying out a few different formations, trying out a few different tactics and making sure the team get a good run out. That was the main thing. And yeah. not only that, as we, we put in a great performance in the second half, we got the result and, you know, we got players a, a good run out. So yeah. that's what you, you're really hopeful for. And I think it's no more seen then in the next game, which was Saturday the 23rd of July, at Ibrox again, played Tottenham where we lost 2-1. But despite the loss, it was another very good showing. Again, it we're up against a team worth hundreds of, million pound, yep. hundreds of millions of pounds. I think the front three alone were worth £150 million plus. And we were really only undone by two world-class goals by Kane. We went a goal up in the 24th minute with Cholak scoring. However, Kane on the 50th minute with a wonder goal and then again six minutes later with a great finish. However, the control, the vision and the layoff by Son was just sublime to get the second goal. It wasn't actually Kane. Kane that was the, 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 the better player in that one there. Conte was full of praise for us. He actually did come out and say he wanted to play us in the pre-season as he knew that we were a proper footballing team who would give them a game. And that's what it was. There was at times we were ripped apart. Their, their right winger, I think, is what it was, got well into the box on the left or left-hand side. And he switched it over his left foot for some daft reason uh, had he shot it with his right foot he would have been, probably would have burst the net feelings on their part we got away with a couple but it showed you the difference in class but it also showed you where we've got to work on which is again part of the, the, the thing with pre-season friendlies Yeah it was Derek I was quite disappointed because I can't stand Tottenham and I never have <laughs> so I was quite annoyed that we got beat but hats off to them the after Rangers scored because I think we were playing really well up until we scored, funnily enough, and then Tottenham took control after that. So some excellent play play by them. As you say, two fantastic goals to Kane, absolutely outstanding. We were really unlucky, though, at the end. I spoke about him just a second ago. James Sands had a great game against West Ham. He had a howler of a miss. 
from about three yards out, all I had to do was just hit head it past the keeper, point blank, hit it with his head straight into the, key, the keeper's arms right at the end of the game. So could could have been a wee draw in the end, Derek, but another, as you say, a great test for us, especially when we've got this big game in Europe coming up and we're playing against our top team. So, uh, yeah, we've got to be uh, satisfied with certain performances, just a wee bit annoyed with the that there is a because regardless if it's a friendly or no, I don't like to see us getting getting beat. Definitely not. But we'll take that one in the chin. Yep, and we also had a bounce game at the day later. That was at the Rangers Trading Centre again. We ran out 3-2 winners against Queen's Park and that was largely the players that never played uh, against yeah. Tottenham or West Ham as well. So, uh, delighted with that. So, that now leads us into the games that are coming up, which we kick off at Saturday at 12pm and that's against Livingston for the opening game of the Premiership season. Uh, a difficult place to go straight away. It certainly is, Derek. It's, uh, it's, it's it's always a hard game, but touch wood, we've got a good record at Livingston, so here's hoping it stays. You know, we keep going, I'm sure the new players that are in the team will be desperate to make their mark very quickly. So, uh, like I said, Derek, I'm just looking forward to it, looking forward to it, it'll be a big test, but, uh, you know, going into it full of confidence. Absolutely. And then the big one, the Champions League qualifying round three, leg one. It's away the first leg, which is always good. And that is on Tuesday, the 2nd of August against Union saint Gilois. I think that's how you pronounce their name. So they're uh, in the Belgian league. Dave yeah. can't say I know anything much about them other no. than the fact that they actually topped the league last year up until it went to the playoff place and they, uh, they lost out in the playoffs. It was a six leg playoff they play in Belgium, apparently. All right. Certainly, yeah, you know, it's a, a good standard of league. Derek, I think, hopefully, our previous games, uh, you know, against Liège, stand us in good stead for that. You know, we'll, we'll know the sort of type of foot, football that they play. Hopefully, the scouts and the coaching staff have a good, good idea of the, you know, get, get their tactics spot on for for that one that's, that's a huge game uh, you know I would like us to go out and you know try and uh, score w- when we're over there to bring something back to Ibrox uh, you know and get the, the fans back, back in for that one and raise the roof for the second leg yeah, I mean that's the thing. We've, we've become a master of the two-legged tie, especially when it's the away leg first. Know that the, the away goals count again this season, but it's just great coming back to Ibrox for the second leg. We know how much pressure we can put them under, especially when the fans play their part as well, because the atmospheres yep. in Ibrox last season were, were phenomenal. Yep. Next, next game after that is Saturday, the sixth of August. It's a three p.m. kickoff, and that's at home to Kilmarnock. Then it's the return leg on Tuesday, the ninth of August and again that's uh, at Ibrox so all to play for as always need to get the campaign off to a good start especially in Europe as well we want to get to that playoff round granted it doesn't make any difference technically because we're going into the Europa League group stages anyway I believe even if we get put out at this stage of the Champions League but we want the Champions League this year it's changing after next year as well so that the third place doesn't drop down. So ideally what we want is a really good showing in the Champions League, glamour ties, try and get the keep the coefficient up as well and we get that, you know, if we can't qualify out of it, get the third place and then have a potential good run in the Europa League again. That's that's what all you can hope for, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, Derek, the, our sort of attitude and, and mindset, I'm hoping, has changed especially when it comes to Europe. I'm really hoping that we manage to, you know, professionally 
see our way through and get into the Champions League group stages. You know, I'm, I'm honestly, I don't care who we get. I think p- possibly the more well-known team, the better for us. But we'll just have to wait and see. As, as you say, all is not lost if we don't make it because we know that we can go very far in the, the Europa League. So, But again, we'll just have to wait and see. These uh, first two games are crucial and then we'll see who we get in the draw after that, hopefully, to get us into the Champions League. Yes. So just cover a wee bit of quick news before before we wrap this up here is that it looks as if that VAR is going to be coming in within the next couple of weeks because they've had a weird change of heart. I don't know why this has happened now. It was meant to be coming in uh, in the closed season during the, the um, World Cup in November, but they've decided to bring it much forward to the second game of the season. So that'll be a, a very interesting one to see. Yep, looking forward to that as well, Derek. I think we've all been crying out for it for a long time, so we'll, we'll wait and see what it brings. There'll be a lot of controversy with that, no doubt, but uh, it's, it's something that we all have been wanting for quite some time, so looking forward to that. Yep, and much like you can only piss with the dick you've got, you can only run it with the dicks you're, you've got well, in charge of it anyway, so we'll see how that works out, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another interesting thing here is Gordon Ramsay was at the training centre again. So yes. Rangers were putting out a, a few videos, some quite funny videos as well. And you know, Gio met him. He was saying, as everybody that you scared, he was talking to the kitchen. Have you scared him? You scared him, which was funny. And even Tavernier calling him Mister Gordon. That was a highlight there. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a good, uh, a good touch by Rangers as well to give him the chef Ramsay. Uh, Rangers shirt as well, which I think was was excellent. So uh, yeah. it's it's good to get sort of high profile, you know, fans in also uh, to see it because it does bring a lot of publicity as well. So good stuff. I mean, that's the thing you're saying. High profile is probably the most famous and probably the best chef in the world, and is. Yep. I'm a, stretching the stretching this year, he was a former player of ours. That's what's what's absolutely mental about that. So always good to see him back back uh, in Ibrox around the training yes. centre. And Dave, this one kind of blew my mind, but BBC have oh. conceded the battle and have actually actually apologised to Rangers. I never thought I'd see the day, Dave. No, Derek, as you say quite rightly, conceded there. We held strong right the way through it. And I think the the bosses maybe down south have told them to get their act together, get a wee apology going because they want to get back in uh, to Ibrox. So uh, you know, Rangers are very gracious in the way that uh, you know that they've done it, they've accepted the apology, and things are back to normal uh, again. Absolutely hilarious from the hordes on the other side of the city. Some of the the comments you know, that they've had ever since then. But it will be interesting to see if Chris McLaughlin or, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Stewart or anywhere near Ibrox. I have a funny feeling they won't be, Derek. I think there'll be new uh, reporters that'll be getting sent to Ibrox. It won't be any one of them. But we've got to move on, Derek. I'm glad it has happened. I'm glad that Rangers did take a stand against them. I prefer us to be getting covered nationally, uh, and it'll be good, you know, if we're actually watching sports scene for them to actually be able to, to interview a player and the and the manager after the game. So it's been a long time, uh, but I'm glad that we just stood for them, and you know they have came out and apologised for their errors in the past, which you know were absolutely nothing to do with us. So uh, very surprised, exactly the same as you were, Derek. 
Yeah, so I, I think there's a new head of sporting division or somebody like that uh, in, in charge of, of them now. So that's maybe the sea change that we've been needing. So I'll, yep. I'm del- delighted for that. And, you know, I don't care if, see if you're, I think it's been highlighted in other podcasts as well. See the likes of Clyde, they're a private company. They get to do what they want. They they quite clearly show their allegiances to one so, one side of the one side of the divide. That's absolutely fine. You've got the choice of not listening to them and not subscribing to the, them. When, when it's the national broadcaster, that's slightly different yeah. because we're all forced to pay for it. Every single thing should be on the level, unbiased and uh, and fair. That's what it hasn't been for a number of years now, yeah. which is the whole crux of the matter. So I'm glad that's hopefully it's sorted out now. They were back at Ibrox for the, the friendlies there as well, I believe. So uh, good to see. And uh, I'll be interested in listening to commentary on BBC when I can't get to a TV and they'll actually be not watching Sky commenting the game now. Exactly, so, Derek. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yep. So... 20-year-old man from Switzerland was recently admitted to intensive care because he masturbated so hard that his lungs started crunching. <laughs> you never fail to surprise me, Derek, right? When you go. The unnamed individual got himself down to Cantonal Hospital in the city of Winterhur after a particularly strenuous tug left him experiencing <laughs> trest pain and shortness of breath. Doctors carried out x-rays and discovered that the man was suffering from spontaneous pneumomaticizinium, I don't know if that's being pronounced right, a condition which air leaks from the lungs and gets trapped inside the ribcage. The results of the Swiss man's quite frankly mind-blowing wank were documented in May edition of Radiology Case Reports Journal. According to the study, he was left with crackling sounds all the way from his neck to his elbows. What the fuck's he been doing, Dave? A particularly strenuous hug. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the condition is defined as free air within the medistinium not associated with trauma. Causes include exercise, drugs, asthma, vomiting, difficult labour, salvo manoeuvres and having a wank now if they can put down in the journal. That'll be a new one. The man even was rushed to ICU to be given oxygen because his breathing was so limited. In other words, his beans were well and truly blown. (laughs) What's more, his frenzied hand shandying left his face swollen and air was found trapped all the way up to the bottom of his skull. I still prefer the particularly strenuous tug. (laughs) (laughs) So... On that note, we will end the podcast. So I'm going to be trying to make a few changes to the website. Uh, I know it's never updated, which is the reason why I'm going to try and make some changes. Um, and we'll we'll try and get get the podcast out a bit more regularly than we have been doing, especially towards the the end of last year with my medical yeah. episodes. So no, de- de- definitely these things can't be helped, though, Derek. There's certain things in life that uh, you know take put prevalence, but. We will endeavour to, uh, you know, become more regular. So, so, so be it. Says, says the man in the prune juice. But uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll try and be more regular, short, shorter pods if possible, and uh, you know, just trying to co- concentrate more on the the uh, main content that's happening with the club. So, I so, some things that can't be helped. Derek's medical conditions and Dave's holidays. <laughs> See, I knew you would get that wee dig in there. <laughs> always, always yourself, eh? yes. Can't so, help yourself. So, thanks for listening and goodbye.
We'll be back soon, folks. Goodbye. And the stadium erupts in red, white, and blue. You've never seen anything like it. Let's go.